I know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> I'm happy to be here this morning. Please don't uh, leave me up here by myself. I'm happy to be here this morning to worship you in this fashion. In the morning when I rise, give me Jesus. I want to thank you for that, Sister Edwards. You know, every morning when we arise, that's what we need, Jesus. I want to give our, the first elder for this church um, a thank you for allowing me to be here together with our district pastor, Elder Plo Hockey, for allowing me to stand in this podium. It's been a while since I've been here. Uh, those of you who have heard me before realize that I, had, I was clean-faced the last time, and now I'm looking like Moses, amen? <laughs> this is my COVID look. <laughs> uh, thank our brother Aaron and also Sister Rice for the music that they provided this morning. A service with music always brings it to the next level. Uh, Sister Joanne Notorno, I think I pronounced that right. If not, please forgive me. I want to thank you for that ministry minute right there. Uh, the other day I was sitting at the feet of uh, Pastor Bertram as he expounded on the Word of God, and uh, as he broke that bread of life, he filled my soul. And thank you, Pastor McGregor, for that service the other day. Elder Pettingill, did I get that right? I, I'm just happy for those, uh, that, that bouquet that you had right there. That was a beautiful story to appreciate my individuality and knowing that I am a part of this bouquet that God is presenting every Sabbath morning. Sister Brown, thank you very much. I'm not sure where you are, but thank you very much for that uh, reading the scripture this morning. And also Sister Bramble on the piano. I am uh, all thumbs when it comes to playing an instrument, so I always appreciate when uh, I hear beautiful music. I was at uh, my home church this morning, the Fairview Village Seventh-day Adventist Church, uh, as a matter of fact, it was three of us, Pastor Lance, for those of you who know him. Uh, Pastor Plohockey was his Sabbath to be here, there, and uh, here I am with you this morning. But I don't want to keep up too much of your time. You know, I could be up here for the next three hours, but I know the church would be empty if I did that. It was I was happy to see uh, brother, uh, brother, brother Gonzalez like your beard. When I get, you know, when I grow up, I want to have a beard as white as that. <laughs> Amen. So without further ado, let me get into the Word of God. I know you didn't come to hear much of me. You came to hear the Word. So I've entitled the message that God laid on my heart to share with you this morning, Why Not Make It a Lifestyle? ¿Por qué no convertirlo un estilo de vida? Let us pray. Lord, You've given me these words, but without you breathing the breath of life in it, it will just be dead. So now I pray that you will pour out your spirit of life, fill this place, and may the words that are spoken become a lifestyle. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I hope you brought your Bibles with you this morning, and if you haven't got it, this is a good time to, on your phone, just turn to the Bible app, or if you're on a tablet, whatever it is, just turn to the Bible app. Amen? Uh, you're not walking with me this morning. Did you have your Wheaties this morning? Good breakfast this morning. 
Amen. So walk with me. The preacher doesn't want to feel alone up here. Intimacy in the Christian walk is the secret of successful discipleship. What is it? Ah, I know you're not walking with me. I'm going to repeat it again. Intimacy in the Christian walk. What walk? The Christian walk is the secret of successful discipleship. You and I are invited into an incredible dynamic intimacy with the God of the universe as we experience his love, amor. We are, we want to grow in our relationship with him, ración, con él. So let's turn our Bibles with me now to the book of Ephesians. Which book? Which chapter? Oh, I didn't give that to you. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 18 and 19. Ephesians capítulo 3, versículos 18 y 19. So turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3, verses 18 and 19. Look at the words right here. It says, may be able to comprehend, that means understand, with all saints, and we know who the saints are. My Bible tells me, here is the patience of the saints, here are they that keep the commandments of God, all ten, and have the testimony of Jesus Christ, which we know to be the spirit of prophecy, so we know without a doubt that the saints are us. Thought I would have heard an amen out there. What is the breath? Now look at this now. The, the, the Apostle Paul goes into some mathematics right here. May comprehend with the saints what is the, the breath and the length and the depth and the height. Those of you who have done math realize that this sounds like the volume. Amen? The volume of what? The Bible tells us to know the love of Christ. Oh, the volume of the love of Christ. Yes, that it is. Now check out what the verse says again. Which passeth knowledge. So, because Jesus is God, he's past finding out. But now we see through a glass darkly. Oh, but then face to face. So the Bible now have given us enough information to prepare us so that we can attain to salvation through the Holy Spirit. So that's what it's talking about right there. That he may be filled. So after we understand the volume of the love of Jesus Christ, then we might be filled with the fullness of God. Are you walking with me this morning? If I'm going through fast, just put your hands up and I'll slow it down. You know, sometimes I drive a Ferrari when I'm speaking. No, no, I'm joking. This text is telling me that we should be so close to God that we are filled with his fullness. It promises us something that most people in this world will never experience. What is that, you may ask? And let me share it with you. The intimate presence of the Almighty God dwelling in us, in His fullness. He fills us to His capacity to give Himself to us. He demonstrated this capacity on the cross at Calvary. He gave us Himself fully to you and so help me to me. 
So Jesus makes the statement. And he says this, If I, Jesus, be lifted up from the earth, I, Jesus, will draw all men, and that's mankind, onto me. I want to share with you this morning, there is something about the uplifted Jesus Christ, Jesucristo, that is drawing, that is attracting, that is irresistible. Yea, you may turn your back on him, but you cannot ignore him. You know why? Because he's everywhere you want to be. And even in the places that you don't want him to be, he's right there. Let me tell you something. If you do not resist Jesus, you will be drawn to him. That is the power of Jesus. El poder de Jesús. Discipleship is what I want to talk to you about this morning. And I, I, I gather that you probably caught on to it. Discipleship is exploring who we are. Then following after Jesus. Because if I don't know who I am, I can't follow Jesus. I don't need to know who I am, a sinner saved by grace. And the grace is given to me by Jesus. All of us here today have responded to the call to follow Jesus, to be his disciples. Yes. Yet the most intimate, the most what? The most intimate, masintimo, the most intimate level of discipleship is to be with Jesus. Estar con él. So let's turn our Bibles to the book of Mark. Which book? Chapter 3, verse 14. Marcos, capítulo 3, versículo 14. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Mark, chapter 3, and verse 14. Check it out. Have you got it? You need to walk with me right now. I think I'm going to go into one of those gremlins. You know those cars, gremlins? Showing my age right now. That used to drive so slow it was a... No. So let me get into my gremlin right now so I could go a bit slower. Amen. Marcos, capítulo 3, versículo 14. Mark chapter 3 and verse 14. Check it out. It says this right here. He, talking about Jesus, ordained 12, 12 disciples. He ordained 12 disciples that they should be with him. Estar con él. That he might send them forth to preach. So they had to be with Jesus before they can go out to witness. I want to share with you this morning, their ministry is described as the results of their presence with Jesus. No presence with Jesus, no ministry. Presencia con él. Presence with him. We have only begun to taste what Jesus gave to us. It is a reality about living the life that Jesus lived. Let me share with you something this morning. Jesus' life must be carried over into our lives as it did for the disciples. For when Jesus died on Calvary, their discipleship walk didn't die at Golgotha. Mm-hmm. They continue walking by waiting. Hang on. 
How can you walk and at the same time wait? You can walk and wait if you're walking with the Holy Spirit. Espiritu Santo. In the book of Acts, which book? Acts. The book of Acts. You know that's in the New Testament, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. In the book of Acts, chapter 1, as Jesus talked to his disciples, there was an occasion where he was eating with them, and he gave them this command. What is the command, you might ask, that Jesus gave to his disciples? The book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Hechos capítulo 1, versículos 4 y 5. So turn your Bibles to that and walk with me right there. Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Are you there? Okay, let's go together. It says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. That's why they were walking and waiting simultaneously. Which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, baptizo con agua. But ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, baptizo con el Espíritu Santo. Not many days thence. Are you walking with me this morning? Uh, that amen kind of sound a little bit weak. Am I going too fast? Amen. Walk with me. Walk with me right here. Everything. Todas las cosas. Everything we do must be done in the context of the Holy Spirit. Espiritu Santo. And it is good for us to wait every morning for the Holy Spirit, Espiritu Santo, to come to us. That is why daily time with God in His Word, Palabra, opening our hearts, Corazon, to Him, Praying and reading is vitally important for the disciple of Christ. That is where we gain our strength for our daily walk with God. Let me share with you something. The constant challenges we face must remind us of how totally dependent we are upon Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but every day I wake up in this world, every day I exit my door, I am tempted to do wrong because I have the propensity to love and desire to sin. So the challenge to stay in the straight and narrow is a challenge for me. It might not be for you guys because you have arrived, but I'm just talking about myself right now. Challenge constantly. There is a necessity to begin each day by waiting and claiming for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Presencia. The Espiritu Santo. But not just waiting. He said, after that, you will receive power. Anybody needs power this morning? After that, you will receive 
power. You will receive power. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. If you think I'm joking, check out this verse right here. A promise. You probably need to repeat this verse to yourself every day. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Check it out right here. It says, you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit, Espiritu Santo, comes on you. Oh, so if I'm weak, I just need the Holy Spirit. If you're weak, you just need the Holy Spirit. So we can have power this morning if the Holy Spirit comes upon us. I cannot think of any greater thing that we need more than power. Poder. Not the kind of power, poder, we wrestle for in our current world. Not the kind of power, poder, that the politicians fight over. The Republicans fight for power. The Democrats fight for power. The Libertarians fight for power. The Mujahideen fight for power. The Taliban fight for power. The Afghanis fight for power. The, the cartels in Mexico fight for power. The, the, the different fractions in South America fight for power. You see, on the continent of Europe, the continent of Africa, and right there in the West Indies, even on the island of Puerto Rico or Jamaica, they fight for power. I'm not talking about that power this morning. I'm talking about the power of God. Padilla el Dios in our lives. The power, el poder of the Holy Spirit, Espiritu Santo. The power, el poder to change our days. The power, el poder to transform our relationships. The power, el poder to change our lifestyle. The power comes from the presence of the Holy Spirit. Presencia del Espiritu Santo. That's what I'm talking about this morning. Jesus said, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will receive power. He said, and you will be my witnesses, first in Jerusalem, then in Judea, then Samaria, then in the uttermost parts of the world. Oh, Bucks County, listen to me this morning. When our lives are transformed by the living presence of God, we cannot keep quiet. Seriously. I know when Brother Pettingill, Pettingill saw Sister Pettingill for the first time before they got married, and she, he saw the sparkle in her eyes, he was saying, oh. he wanted to tell everybody, I found my love. Elder McGregor, you had the same thing. Sister Bramble, your husband had the same thing too. They just couldn't keep quiet. I found the love of my life. Now, if we found Jesus, who is the love of our lives, how in the world can we keep quiet? Gotta tell somebody. We're having some evangelistic efforts later on this year. Pastor Plohockey will be here, and all the churches just about in the Pennsylvania conference will be speaking about Jesus Christ. All of us have a part to play. As the children's story said, you might be a, a, a prickly green bush, you might be a, a, a daisy, you might be a rose, you might be a carnation, but all of us need to make up that bouquet to present to the world to draw them in. Yes, we are witnesses. When our lives are transformed by the living presence of God, we cannot keep quiet. Got to tell somebody. 
I want to tell you this morning, though, we are witnesses to our discipleship walk with God. Oh, you all didn't know that, right? That's why I'm here to tell you this morning. We are witnesses to our discipleship walk with God. Our witness tells us and others where our discipleship walk is. (laughs) Yes, it does. Every one of us, listen to me closely. Every one of us, should I just tell you this as a secret? I'm going to tell you as a secret. Every one of us witness daily. The question is, to what do we witness? Now that you all know it, let me tell the people online. Every one of us witness daily. The question is, to what do we witness? Hmm. As we have a dynamic walk with God, our witness transforms us and it begins to impact the world around us. That's what it's all about. My Bible tells me that 120 believers left the upper room on the day of Pentecost and went out. Because once you receive Jesus, you've got to go out. The message of Jesus Christ went to the entire known world then. In fact, it went beyond that. The disciple Thomas, remember him? Thomas the Doubter is a classic example. Thomas went as far as India. Where? In, uh, what's your name, my brother? Brother Brown. Brother Brown is helping me out with this sermon. Thank you, Brother Brown. Went as far as India. Yes, he did. And they say there are Christians in India today that date their understanding of Jesus back to the witness of the disciple Thomas. I want to tell you, every part of the world has been impacted by Jesus. Just as much as every part of this world has been impacted by the coronavirus. I long for the day where I don't have to wear this mask. But until then, I've got to wear it. I know some of us, we're going around and some of us don't believe in the vaccine. Some of us believe in the vaccine. Some of us don't believe in wearing masks. Some of us believe in wearing masks. But I want to tell you that quarantine is not just right now. They did quarantine in the Bible too. Oh, y'all didn't know that, right? Unclean, unclean. Who you think that was? The leper. Quarantining for seven days, I think it was. As a matter of fact, wear a mask over your face and says unclean, unclean. Uh, talking to the wrong church this morning. Come back to your sermon here, Brother Brooks. Every part of the world has been impacted by the presence of Jesus Christ. Yet, as the years progress, that influence appears to be diminishing. The Christian church appears to be losing its power and relevance in the world around us today. I was sitting down and my daughter was sharing something with me that they have about 20 different genders now. I said, you're kidding me. Last time I checked it was two, right? Male and female. How do you get 20 out of two? But anyway, that's the world we're living right now. The only, the, 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 the only way for the church to regain its relevance is through our discipleship walk with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christo. It must carry over into our personal lives, then we can make it work. Yes. Yes, we can. Because you see, it's all about God 
more than about us. But there's a part we must play. If you turn your Bibles to the the book of Romans, which book? Romans. Oh, y'all are walking with me this morning. I'm loving that right there. If you turn your Bibles to the book of Romans, Romanos, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Romanos, capítulo 12, versículos 1 y 2. Turn your Bibles to that right there and look at what it says right here. Have you got it? Okay, love that. Y'all are walking with me now. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Offer ourselves to God. Ofrecernos a Dios. That is where we must start every day. Offer ourselves to God. Ofrecernos a Dios. As living sacrifices to be used by God for his glory and his honor every day. We also need to refuse to conform to this world. Hmm. Now, that's another story. Look at the text, what it says. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Pray on me. Un corazón limpia. Y renueva la firmeza. This is perhaps the greatest challenge you and I will face in daily living. For the natural process is for us to become more and more like the world around us. There is one thing that is troubling as we watch the Christian church in general. And it is the drift into the secular and the humanism. We've drifted constantly to become more and more like the world around us. We pierce our eyebrows. We pierce our nose. We pierce our tongues. And we pierce our... We, we, we tattoo our arms and our, our legs and even in our faces. And we tattoos our... <coughs> you know what I'm talking about. We, we have drifted constantly to become more and more like the world around us. The question heard over and over again is, what is wrong with a, a piercing? What is wrong with a tattoo? What is wrong with sipping a wine cooler? (laughs) It's not really that bad now, is it? The question, the Christian, the question of the Christian is something radically different. Not how close to the world I can walk and live, but how close to Jesus I can walk and live. We cannot resist the world by saying, I do not like this. Or I do not like that. Because our likes will be shaped by what we watch. Lo que miramos. 
By what we see, lo que vemos. By what we hear, lo que escuchamos. By what we live, lo que vivimos. The only way we can reject the world and not be conformed to it is to be conformed to Jesus Christ. Jesucristo. I want to share with you this morning, it's not about resisting the world, but it is about embracing Jesus Christ. Jesucristo. The question is not, what from the world do I want to accept or reject? But rather, how close to Jesus can I live? It is about focus, atención. It is about direction, dirección. What we celebrate today on Sabbath ought to challenge us regularly because it takes us back to the focus of Jesus, what Jesus focused on. The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. He healed the man with the lame hand on the Sabbath day. Therefore, it is, good, it is okay to do good on the Sabbath. That was Jesus' focus. So first, his focus was on service to God. That's what Jesus did. Second would be his service to others. That's what Jesus did. And if his life is to carry over into our lives, that's what we must do too. It was never about himself. You know, some of us are so full of ourselves, there's nothing left that we can get in here. Empty that stuff so you can be filled with the Holy Spirit of God, Espiritu Santo. Yes, offering ourselves to him. Then secondly, serving others around us. When we focus this way, our lives will be transformed by his presence in such a way that we will be able to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. You see, Christian disciples are not about lifestyle doctrines or practices. Some people, you know, they would, they, they, they would crucify you if you're not on a vegan diet. Last time I checked, Hitler was a vegetarian. And some people will say, I must eat my meat. But there's a whole lot of stuff in there too. Ask the Lord what is best for you and go that way. Now, I'm not sending you to go eat anything outside of Leviticus chapter 11 and Deuteronomy chapter 14 now. But I'm just saying, walk according to the health laws. You know, remember New Start? Uh, let me get back to this right here. We must possess the knowledge. And if there's ever a church that has a lot of knowledge, it's this. Conflict of the Ages series. Testimonies to the, testimony to the church. Youth instruction. Uh, Adventist home. Anybody remember that book right there? We have enough books that Sister White has written so we can stay within this. I can't understand how some people just shoot to, to this special interest group or that special interest group. You think for me, I don't go to the far right. I don't go to the far left. I stay right in the middle. Mainstream Adventist. That's this, whoops, that's this brother right here. Yes. So, so we must possess the knowledge, but also we must have the relationship. Relacion. Jesus was and is about relationships. I want to tell you something this morning. 
People don't leave the Adventist church because of the doctrines that we have. People leave the Adventist church because of a broken relationship with a brother or sister in the church. Prove me wrong. Jesus is about relationships. The gospel is about how he reached out to love us. And by worshiping him, we are responding by reaching and loving him. Finally, as I come to a close, I know you really want to hear me done right now. I'm coming to a close right now. Thank you, Sister Brown, for reading the text. You're probably wondering, why in the world didn't he speak on this text? But here's the text right here. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Let me give you a time to get to it. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Colossians capítulo 2, versículo 6 y 7. Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7. Got it? Thank you. As he therefore has received Christ Jesus, recibirás Jesucristo, the Lord, el Señor. So walk, caminar, ye in him. Rooted, a tree that its roots is, uh, went deep down in the earth to the water table. It's hard for that to be blown down. Rooted. And as you send your roots down into the word of God, palabra de Dios, as you send your word, your roots down into the word of God right here, you find that you are being built up in him. And established in the faith. Because without the word, without being built on Jesus Christ, you can't be established in the faith. The Bible can't go wrong. As you have been taught, and you have been taught from Sabbath school, pathfinders, many sermons, seminars, you have been taught. Abounding therein with thanksgiving. Let me share it with you another way. Por tanto, de la manera que habéis recibido el Señor Jesucristo. Andad en él, arraigados y sobreedificados en él, y confirmados en la fe, así como habéis sido enseñados abundando en acciones de gracias. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith. Ye have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving. And as I close, what is discipleship all about? It is living in Jesus, rooted, built up in Jesus. Not the pastor, not the elder, not the deacon, not the Sabbath school teacher, built up in Jesus. It begins with daily time with God. And it carries over into every area of our lives. So I ask you today, Bucks County, I ask you today, those of you who are online, why not make it a lifestyle? ¿Por qué no convertirlo en un estilo de vida? Why not make it a lifestyle? Let us decide together.
to make discipleship our lifestyle. Let us decide together to accept our calling to be disciples, not occasional Christians, not head Christians, Christianos Cabeza, not book Christians, Christianos Libros, not Christians who are willing to accept, sorry, but Christians who are willing to accept the lifestyle of discipleship in Jesus. To walk every day with Jesus in every aspect of our lives. Let us accept the reality of the Holy Spirit in us. Espiritu Santo in us. He has come since Pentecost and he is visiting us every day. Accept Jesus as Savior. Accept Jesus as Lord. Accept him as dwelling within us by faith. And when we do that, let's begin to share it, or Jesus Christ, with others. As he has practiced the ministry of reconciliation with us, he has drawn us to himself. May we be the the impetus or the source to draw others to Jesus also. Discipleship is not an isolationist direction or approach, but rather... It is a corporate fellowship. Beginning to ex- Let's begin to explore our spiritual gifts. Children's story told you about that. Discover our spiritual gifts and making a commitment to ministry. My ministry is different from yours, but all the ministries in the church are needed for the church to function properly. Discipleship is about active life in Jesus Christ and his body. We accept by faith the presence of the Holy Spirit, Espiritu Santo, in us. And we live our lives with Jesus. And you see, Bucks County, that is what worship is all about. So I ask you once more, why not make it a lifestyle? ¿Por qué no convertirlo en estilo de vida? Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your words this morning. It's easy for us to resist you, but you will never resist us. And once we see you high and lifted up, it's inevitable for us not to be drawn to you. So thank you for being so attractive. Thank you for drawing us onto yourselves. Now help us to make that commitment to allow your lives, your life, sorry, to be our life, that we too may be beacons of light to lead others onto you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.